0: gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude, the returning Goose, a.k.a. Bulls Scripted. And we are here after a 124-122 nail biter. It was a loss. The Bulls suffered a loss to the Thunder. A little house cleaning before we get into this game. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter, at Bulls on Tap, at ontapsportsnet. Follow my dude, Goose, at Bulls Scripted. Following me at Buzz on Tap, Goose. This shouldn't have been a game. This probably isn't sustainable, but it was a game. Uh, man, like, how how were you in the second half of this thing?
1: Well, I was in my car on the way home from the dealership, as I'm finding out. Uh, just because the dealership closes at eight doesn't mean I'm going to get out of there at eight, even if I was there at nine. Um,
0: but bastards.
1: No, yeah. So I'm watching the game, kind of driving home, got it set up on the little cup holder thing. And I turned the game on, and we're down 24. I turned it on right before halftime. And I'm just thinking, do I even want to watch this game? Because um, I saw Kobe didn't start again. Bullshit. And the comeback was, was real. Zach and Kobe went off with half of a G League team. And Thaddeus Young. <laughs> like, um, so definitely not sustainable to touch on your point there, but it was fucking exciting. Yeah. I was, was having a good time. Like, I enjoyed watching basketball. I mean, not. The, I, I'm glad I didn't have to watch the first half like most fans probably did. Or, though, if they watched the first half, they might have turned it off.
0: I watched the whole first – I mean, you already know. I watched the whole first half. It was absolutely fantastic fucking brutal it was horrible 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 until kobe kind of went on a little run um but i mean it, it was just it was bad dude Felicio had to come into the game early due to gafford's um foul trouble ryan archidiacono gets three quick fouls he's out you know kobe's got to come in right away shaq harrison comes in makoka comes in and it was just <sighs> It was just inconsistent play in the first half that just really, really sucked the life out of the team. And uh, it, it, I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I think we were down like twenty-something points at one at one point. It was just hard to watch.
1: No, I mean, like I said, I'm glad I caught the second half. Um, and wow, we held OKC to nineteen points in that third quarter as well.
0: Yeah, that that so, was huge, and that's a that's a fucking twist, isn't it, bro? We're we're the ones that usually falter off in that third quarter, you know, where we just start, like, laying in the coffin. Tonight, it was a different story.
1: No, I feel like more times than not, we falter in the third, but if we have a shitty first half, we do seem to bounce back in the third. So whether Jim just annoys the shit out of everybody and get pissed off, or he actually, uh, you know, pumps them up and they come back out with some passion, I don't know. Um I saw a clip of Zach yelling at Boylan trying to pull him. He, like yell, I got forty fucking points <laughs> at him or <laughs> Um Jim's gotta go. Like this team we're so injured, and then we have to deal with Jim, and Zach is just gotta be fucking losing it. He's gotta be thrilled to have Kobe at least. Putting up career highs three nights in a row that has literally made basketball watchable and playable for everybody else on the team. The last three games.
0: Oh, I agree with you wholeheartedly here. Um, you know, a couple things I want to go over before we get into the second half and really start breaking this down because whether we, you know, whatever we say here doesn't really matter in this case. We know why the Bulls were in the game. We know it was Zach Levine and Kobe White. We know why we they were in the game. Nineteen points from Zach in the third quarter alone. He played huge, but. You, you, you know he scored as involved.
1: many points as OKC in the third.
0: Right, exactly. I mean, it's just the getting back to your point about Jim the 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 play calling. I'm confused at a lot with him. I, I'm I'm confused with the rotation. I can't bitch at him too bad now because he's got nine available players. What I will bitch about a little bit is the fact that we played all nine available players in the first quarter. <laughs> you know, like I don't I don't know. I I really don't know, but I again it, it's just so hard to like even talk like the Bulls came roaring back, outscoring them crazy style in the third quarter, thirty eight to nineteen. You know they they brought us back within striking distance, man, and and Zach and Kobe, man, they just make it happen. It's just I kind of want to get into this fourth quarter a little bit before even just talking about what Kobe did tonight, and I want to particularly get into the last two play calls and this is from Jim, why Why was the last call, it was the same play. You knew the ball was going to Zach. Like, are we, we're that predictable where we don't send anybody out? I mean, we're down two at that point, you know what I mean? You're going to get a double on Zach. I know he only has, you know, 2.8 seconds to get, you know, to get the ball in and make something happen, but damn, dude, like, that's how you know Jim sucks, and I know we we harp on this all the time. We say this all the time. I don't want to see him with a fully healthy roster because he's not going to be any better. The guy's bad. He's just bad. Um,
1: well, it, 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 this is going to be weird to say, but in Jim's defense in that situation, it's lose-lose. He gives the ball to Zach. Zach is happy. Win or lose, Zach is happy that he got to take the shot. You give it to somebody else, after taking Zach out of his rhythm, after hitting a shot from almost half court to even – keep the game in play, then everybody's pissed off because you didn't give the ball to Zach. Did you just see the last two shots that he hit to even keep us within this foul game scenario distance? And then you're going to give the ball to somebody else. And obviously, you know, situationally, Kobe standing wide open. Yeah, you should probably throw him the ball, Zach, because you are going to draw the attention. I think that's a given and that's something that Uh, People like to harp on Zach for. I didn't personally see that situation here. I was kind of focused on the ball myself. Um, Ultimately, that last play, though, Chris Paul made the right play, and that's why Chris Paul was defending Zach Levine. Pushed him too far out, forced Zach into having to take a very weird shot. Um, And ultimately, I don't even know if the Bulls should have kept the ball after that review anyway.
0: That's That's probably true, man. Um, But, you know, I want to get into something here, too, about, and I just want to, like, bring attention to this, really, is the fact that, you know, you see a lot of people on Twitter. I I don't call people out by names. I think that's ignorant sometimes, but besides Ron, because he he just pisses me off. But, um, you know, the, the fact that people are saying that Kobe White shouldn't be starting because he's getting all these minutes anyway, and you're worried about bench scoring, um, Kobe White should absolutely start, and the reason that he said in the media that he's okay with his role right now is because he's a rookie. It's just like how Wendell Carter Jr. and Kobe White have sung Jim Boylan's praise this year. You know why? Because they don't want to get bad raps because they're rookies. They don't want to say something stupid. I don't know if you agree with that, but I'm going to go to a video clip. I'm not going to edit it in because I'm too lazy, so I'm just going to tell you about it, that uh, Wendell Carter Jr. was doing some sort of interview today at the United Center, and there was fans available and someone yelled out, fire Boylan, and he just started cracking up. We know how these players feel about Jim Boylan. We know how these players feel. You see it on Zach's face constantly. They constantly question everything he does. Zach might be the only one with the balls to, you know, make himself be seen about it, like when he's seen on camera and all that noise, Right. So, like, you know, questioning why the fuck are we calling a timeout Thad? But Thad called him out about minutes. I'm not getting minutes. You know, what what, what the hell is going on, you know? Oh, yeah, that was your top priority free agent. Right. I
1: and shit for
0: minutes. So, you know, of course Kobe's going to say that. Um, the fact that I want Kobe White starting is because we drafted him seventh overall. And I'd like to see him... Play with Zach? Yeah. Do they play together quite often? They do, but it's usually in sets when you're coming when you're coming back from being behind, right? I think that's a fair statement, and I'd like to see them start a game together to see what the flow would actually be here. I mean, you know, I think it gives you a little bit more options here too. Sato, we know, can bring the ball up. Kobe can bring the ball up. Zach can bring the ball up. You have three of. I mean, well sato's all right you got you know two effective dynamic scorers and zach's been a little bit better at playmaking this year. His last few games with the turnovers have been a little alarming but i just think he's trying to do too too much and then kobe white we've seen him i mean god our episode what was that two weeks ago when he had the nine assists and we were praising his you know we were praising what he was doing out there so i just starting kobe white with zach levine i think might Change the dynamic of the starting lineup, and for the people that are saying that they're worried about the bench and how they're going to get upset because they're just going to get killed because they don't have a dynamic score, I'm sorry that I don't give a fuck if Ryan Archie Diacono, Adam Coca, Thad Young, who's probably not because he's a veteran, he's in the starting lineup anyway because Lowry's not here. I don't, I really don't care about those guys getting upset, Felicio. Because they're not doing well. Because you know what? If they're on our team moving forward, maybe not Makoka. I kind of believe. I, I think he might be all right. I, I think he's got some raw talent. But you know what I mean. The, the the bench pieces that are playing right now for us shouldn't be here in the long term. When we're fucking trying to compete for playoffs or a championship, if that ever does happen. Again, I know that's a long way away, but I feel like starting Kobe now would be beneficial. Just to see what he can do. Why? I mean, if he if he's not the guy, at least we fucking know now instead of going into next year where they're like, well, we really wanted to evaluate Kobe, So we're going to stick with him and Zach as we're getting our asses pounded again, you know, like do it now while you have the chance. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I'm sorry. I went on a little rant. I, I give you the floor.
1: It's all right. I'm going to, I'm going to take the floor and I'm going to rant too. I agree with you on a lot of points here and I'm going to, I'm going to throw a little, little extra cheese on top. Um, there is no reason not to be starting Kobe White right now. No matter how you play this rotation of the eight or nine healthy bodies, when we have Makoka available from the G League in a rotation, it's not going to be pretty. The whole premise of the Bulls' direction right now—we're not—we we were not even talking playoffs. In like the craziest scenario where the Magic forfeit every game for the rest of the season, and the Bulls string together. You know, a five-game win streak out of nowhere, which the opportunity has passed. We played the Suns, the Wizards, and shit, I can't remember who was before them, but I know they were shitty too. So we're not playing for anything right now. You need to give these games value, and the only way you do that is by prioritizing development. We are heading into a point guard-heavy draft, and the more I think about it, I'm kind of thinking... The Bulls probably move this first-round pick. This draft isn't all that exciting, and um, next year's draft's going to be a lot better. You're probably, if you can, move the pick with other stuff to get a proven entity back might be your better option with the pick. But back to the point, you need to know if Zach and Kobe can coexist and be a 1-2 combo. Tonight we saw that they can definitely light the shit out of a scoreboard when they're the only options available but we need to see them play together and oh their net rating's negative well they don't have a consistent in play schedule where they're on the same line. I'm speaking hockey terms.
0: But <laughs> I, he's got you so dumbfounded you switch sports.
1: No you yeah, pretty much man like there is no reason why Kobe shouldn't be starting right now. There isn't like We are so short-handed. I get it. Oh, we need balance. Yes, that was my reasoning for keeping Kobe on the bench when we were playing for something. We're not playing for anything anymore.
0: And that's exactly the point. That's exactly what you just hit on. I didn't – if you remember, if you go to earlier Bulls on Taps, I said I was cool with having him on the bench, right? So this is me going back in time stating, hey, yeah, I think, you know, leave him on the bench. He brings a a good bench – you know, scoring presence right now, much like BG did in his rookie year. That's what my thought process was because we were trying to compete for a playoff spot. Now that I see, that's just that—that's in another galaxy, far, far away. Why not start him? It, it, you know, like, and I know that like our game breakdown pretty much sucked because we're just going on a complete rant here. But I sometimes you have to because I mean, how many times you know. Can you just say, oh, well, Kobe Kobe kept us in it, man, or Zach kept us in it, but we fell short. You know, this is something that I think that we needed to go in depth and talk about because at this point in time, just like you said, we see they can light up a scoreboard when they're coming back from being down behind. But we also saw in that fourth quarter Zach trying to take over, and especially within the last three minutes, Kobe really not getting his hands on the ball start them together, see what they can do, see what their rhythms are like together on the floor, and just see if it works. Because you know Zach's going to be in the starting lineup going forward. Obviously.
1: All right, let, let me ask you this. Out of the players that are currently healthy, yeah, I would say Zach has mutual respect. Everybody on the team has to respect Zach at this point. He's the most, he's the greatest, he's, he's the shit on the team. Outside of Kobe, Thad, maybe Shaq, because him and Zach are actually like friends off the court, at least from what I've seen from Instagram. Um, How many players on this team? Maybe Gafford. You can throw him in there. Does Zach actually have mutual respect for?
0: Like that he thinks that could ball with him?
1: Yeah, that could ball with him. That are healthy. I'm not talking Wendell, Lowry, Otto. Denzel, you know, those those guys are all definitely mutually respected between each other. But of the players that are healthy right now, it's probably Thad, Gafford, Kobe, and Shaq, like I said, because of personal friendship.
0: Maybe Sato. I, the, the ones that I th- I mean, you, you heard what Zach said. He would like to play okay, with the point well, guard that could put, remember during All-Star weekend, right? He would like to play with the point does, guard that could push the pace. Remember him does, saying that? And that, a dominant big does, man.
1: Does that not sound like one of the fastest players in the NBA in Kobe
0: White? Well, to me, like, I guess it doesn't. I mean, I think that everybody was just wondering. You know, of course, I was being sarcastic. You know that. Um, But to me, was that, oh, I would like to have another point guard? Was that a shot at Chris Dunn? Or was that saying, hey, my rook is, you know, without saying it, my <laughs> rook is a badass. It was a jab at Boylan. I think it I was, mean, too.
1: In, why are you running me with this, you know, game manager style? Point guard in Sato who like I said he's definitely a better playmaker than Kobe at this point. But when it comes to pushing the pace, putting the pressure on a defense on the break, there's nobody in that okay, I won't I don't want to get hyperbolic. There isn't many people outside of Kobe that can put that kind of pressure on an offense instantly or a defense instantly.
0: Well, you know what's funny about that is you said that Sato is a better playmaker at this point in time than Kobe White is, right? Have we ever gotten the fucking chance to see if Kobe White could be a playmaker? Because he's asked to score. So you're not even trying to unlock the other part of his game to see if it's even there.
1: Which we did see at the end of the game. What did he do in the final minutes to keep us in the game? He broke down the defense, kicked it out to an open Thad for three. Bingo, bango. Uh, We have a contest.
0: I mean, this is what I'm talking about with this. It's just, that's why... I'd rather not see him in the role of coming off the bench because of irrelevant bench scoring and insert him into the starting lineup to find out whether or not he can be a starting point guard in this league or, hey, he might be a two. What? Why is that such a bad thing to want to see that? I feel the people that argue against it just want to argue.
1: Well, they either just want to argue or they're content with Kobe being a six-man moving forward, which... Obviously, he's a very valuable role on any team in the NBA, but
0: we didn't draft him I, to be a six man. We drafted him in the top 10 of the draft. We drafted him with the seventh I mean, fucking pick. You got to at least try it.
1: Wasn't Ben Gordon a top 10 pick?
0: Yeah, Ben Gordon was a top 10 pick. Ben Gordon was, was pick number three, I believe, in the 2004 NBA draft from UConn. So, he was, a, you know, yeah, he But that year when we drafted him, though, Goose, the, the Bulls went to the playoffs that year. Oh, no, and I'm,
1: uh, and I'm all with that. I'm just saying, like, it, just because you draft a guy somewhere doesn't mean he's always going to be that. And if you filled your six-man role with an, a scorcher like Kobe, awesome. Um, but I think there's a lot more there in that kid. And at the very least, because like we've said multiple times at this point in this cast, we're not playing meaningful basketball anymore. You need to make it meaningful by getting yourself answers that will be valuable to you in the off season. Can we trade this first round pick for something else for maybe a wing player on somebody else's team, another wing player with a shorter rookie contract, you know, to a team that might want a point guard. Could we do that? Do we have a point guard here? Does he fit with Zach Levine? We drafted him because he can be good on and off ball, has positional size, shows effort on defense, that kind of fits right with Zach Levine. So, why the fuck are we not playing him with Zach Levine as much as possible to make sure that this works before we head to the offseason?
0: And if you're worried about keeping consistent scoring going on within the lineup, uh, stagger hi, stagger their fucking minutes. <laughs> like, I mean, but like. The same that, thing we were calling for with, with Zach, with like, and Lowry Zach and the, the Lowry. whole entire season. Right. So, I mean, hi, like just fucking stagger their minutes then, coach. Like, I mean. And that's what I mean. That's why I understand what you like that you're, you actually came to defense of some people, saying like, "Well, maybe they just like him in the six-man role." I just feel that people are arguing to argue at this point. Or I just feel that their argument is wrong, and I think that they're—I mean, not that they're stupid. Everybody's argument is valid. Everybody's opinion is valid to me, a hundred percent.
1: You just feel like they don't want to get off the hill that they once planted a flag on, like you right. have been willing exactly. to move from. I, we, I we took on the Kobe starting train. I was adamantly against Kobe starting early in the season.
0: So was I, and I and I switched off after I saw the season was lost because I'm like, okay, okay. Obviously, this kid can create a shot. Obviously, he gets the second unit going. Let's keep him there. You know, so when Zach goes out or Lowry goes out or what have you, we still have a guy that is a threat to score. Okay, season's gone now. We draft. Now I'm adapting. We picked him seventh. He's a point guard. Let's see what he can do with Zach. Let's see what he can do in the starting lineup with Zach because they're both kind of similar players. How they play off the bench, they look to what do. Well, I'm sorry, Zach playing in the starting lineup and Kobe off the bench. They both look to score, right? Is there something that you can unlock in Kobe's game to make him the point guard that you want him to be? And especially with him being one of the fastest players in transition in the NBA, playing alongside of Zach, getting down, breaking down, you know, breaking down the defense, kicking the ball out. Like, that's something you want to see. Or having a trailing Zach Levine, you know, right behind him as he's breaking down the defense, kicking the ball off, and trying to get points in the paint that way as well. There's, I mean, there's a million different scenarios here that we could play out. Well, no, and even... I feel like people
1: fail. That uh, yes, Sato is a great playmaker, but the ball's still in Zach's hands more times than not. <laughs> so, what does it matter if Kobe's out there? You know, I I don't know. I personally just don't understand it. I I need meaning in these games, and unless Zach and Kobe are going off or Gafford's blocking the shit out of people, I have no interest right now. Zero. I don't know if you feel the same, but like, I don't care what the coach is doing. I don't care what the rest of the team's doing. Felicia should probably be bought out. Urchi,
0: his airball really tonight sh- almost fucking killed. I mean, dude, it almost killed me. Like, I almost, I almost died when I watched him shoot. If there was two instances, then just the fact that you said his name, I gotta fucking. I'll let you finish that thought in a second. I just gotta, I gotta get this motherfucker for a minute. He gets the ball right on the elbow. And, dude, he shoots. I thought that motherfucker swished it first because how much the net moved. It was just an air ball that just smacked the net, and he was only, man, 10, 11 feet away from the rim. And I'm just like, wow. I'm like, okay, okay. Then there was another instance in the third quarter when we started initially making that push where um, I can't – I think it was Shaq got on the ground and then – fellatio got on the ground. and He got on. on I got. I a, how you say fellatio. Fellatio. I'm sorry. <laughs> fellatio. I've had, I've had some beers. So. Fellatio. Fellatio. Fellatio all over the floor. Yeah, yeah, fellatio all over the floor. He's on, he's on his knees, right? He picks the ball up, bro. He picks the ball up on his knees. There's like 12, 11 seconds left on the shot clock, and he fucking throws the ball towards the rim. Not high enough to hit the rim, but it threw it there. Ended up getting grabbed by Steven Adams, and they, you know, he passes it out to fucking SGA, and they run the fast break, and they, you know, they get a score on the other end. He, he, kills me a little bit every time I watch him play basketball. A little part of me dies, and uh, I just, I just had to get to that point because that, that dude just drives me absolutely fucking crazy. So that's, I guess, going back to another thing I said. That's one of the bench pieces, guys, that get if they get upset that they're not playing well and scoring off of the bench. I can't imagine them feeling very good right now either. We lost eight in a row. We won one. We lost again. None of those fucking bench guys feel better. Start Kobe White. Boost his confidence. He's supposed to be a part of your future. Move on from there.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty clear cut and dry at this point. The man has had
0: career highs three consecutive
1: nights in a row. The games prior to that, he was displaying his playmaking ability time and time again. I just... I get the argument like, oh, he's doing so good, why, are you why do you want to move him? Because <laughs> I know he can fucking do this. I knew he could do this when we drafted him. I need to know if he can do the other thing that we want him to be able to do because he is so good at what we know he can already do. That's it. And with no meaningful basketball left to be played in games that I'd probably rather lose at this point, Inject me with all the Kobe White in the starting lineup with Zach Levine that I can get, please. Thank you. Give the season some meaning because it's over.
0: Yeah. Um, other notable parts in this game I have is Zach's long three pointer from the bullhorn, Zach's double cut clutch three pointer in the fourth quarter that he hit somehow. Um, dude was in fuego tonight. So was Kobe. I think we. You know. I'm just gonna read those stat lines so everybody could hear them real quick. So just in case you did miss the game. You, and we didn't really get in. You know, we talked about a lot of other topics tonight besides the game. Usually we do game breakdowns and little topics, but tonight I think we let the topics run wild. But as far as um, Zach Levine went tonight in the box score, he was 19 for 35, 3 for 13 from downtown. He had 41, 4, and 5. Uh, Zach did not make a three-pointer in the first half, and he still shot over 50% from the field. Um
1: that's crazy as
0: shit. Yeah, Kobe White. One of the
1: three shots that Zach made from three-point land, tonight was from a half court, and two of them came in the last two to three minutes of the game.
0: Yes. Um, Kobe White went 13 for 21, six for nine from the uh, three-point line, 35 points, seven rebounds for Kobe White with three assists to go along with that. Um,
1: oh, me so horny. <laughs>
0: He was a plus 15 tonight in the plus-minus. Uh, Zach was a plus 3. Um, Gafford was a plus 7. And Shaq Harrison was a plus 2. Those were the oh, only guys. So
1: mean, the only three people that I cared about were positive? Close the book. We're done.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then this, oh, you're going to love this stat too. Um, by love, I mean you're going to be pretty pissed off. Uh, the Bulls in their entirety tonight attempted nine free throws. Um,
1: yeah. Zach's Zach's gonna be more pissed off than me. That charge call that he got called for in the fourth was shit too.
0: It just sucks because Zach missed all three of his free throws, and you know me, I'm a big believer in the free throws win games. Uh, so yeah, I know, I know. Can't I, he can't do everything? I I know, but uh, just sucks he missed those. Um, that man
1: played 39 minutes tonight.
0: Yeah, I know, and he and he got to the free throw line three times, and a big part of his game is what. Getting to the rim. It's bullshit. It's absolute fucking bullshit. I'm going to go back and watch this game, but there was a lot of times he was getting bounced around like 2010 fucking D Rose in the paint, not getting the goddamn calls. Uh, it's just frustrating.
1: <laughs> Jim Boylan ain't no Tom Thibodeau.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, exactly. Ain't you no know, 2010 Derrick Rose, but you know what I mean. You You know, you know the uh, the comparison I just made there. Remember when Derek was, you know, in his MVP year? No, no, no. I know know exactly
1: what you're getting at, Uh, and that's why Zach making the All-Star game was so damn important. Because maybe the refs would learn his name, but, um, yeah.
0: So now, with this game being over, it is Tuesday, correct? Today's Tuesday. The Bulls don't play again till Saturday. Shit. Shit. How do they play on Saturday? Saturday they play at 4 o'clock Fuck. against the Knicks in at New York. So that'll be the next game. So you'll have suck against suck. I'm not even going to try – I'm not even giving you a fucking preview for that. It's suck against suck. Ryan Archidiakono will probably be starting, and hopefully Wendell Carter Jr. will be back. And that's not a knock on Daniel Gafford. That's just to get another effective player in this goddamn game, another effective big so I don't have to watch Cristiano Felicio. Felicio. No. Felicio. Fabio. Fabio. So uh, that, that's all I got for tonight, man. I don't know if you got anything you'd like to add before we get out of here.
1: Start Kobe White. Good night.
0: <laughs> uh, be sure to go to OnTapSportsNet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at BullsOnTap. Following Goose at Bulls scripted Me at Buzz on Tap. We'll be back Saturday at some point in time after the Bulls play the Knicks. Let's go Bulls. Woo!